Everyone, welcome back to the Swanky Disc Golf Show. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Luke. I am your host, and I am joined, of course, by Reed and Josiah, my co-hosts. How are you guys doing? Josiah, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> great. That wasn't uh, awkward at all. No, not at all. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, got back from league a little bit ago. Got to play some disc golf, so it's been a good day. Dude, nice. I'm so jealous. Where was league today? Uh, peak one in the Frisco. So, nice. And I think you guys would be proud of me. I did something I don't think I have ever done in disc golf. It's actually insane. Um, I started off hole one with a birdie. <laughs> and I nice. parred the next 17 holes and finished at negative one. No way. Wow. 17 pars? 17 pars <laughs> in a row that's awesome. after that. That's what Which, if you know me, that's, that's Will Enlow golf also. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've ever, like, it's rare for me to not have a bogey, but I'm usually sitting at, like, one under with, like, seven birdies and six bogeys. And so it was a lot different of a round than normal for me. So I was actually okay with it. I was very happy. That's hilarious. That's really good. Yeah, dude. Listeners, yeah. if you don't know <laughs> no about Josiah Golf, I mean, it is so real. The dude <laughs> okay, will birdie more holes than everybody else on the card, everybody else in the field, and still have like just like a middle of the road finish at the end of the league. And we're <laughs> like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So it is true. But yeah. It is true. I tend to have a few birdies and then like a quintuple bogey. <laughs> it's like, it's just brutal. I Yeah, yeah it happens all the time. The one hole wonder. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, we are going to get into some PCS recap. Um, we played the prediction game last week. And this week, we're also going to talk about the European Open. We're going to do some prediction game for the European Open. We're going to give our thoughts on um, the competitors. We have a crazy stacked field out there. Absolutely love seeing the beast. We are super excited for this. Um, we're going to start off by going over last week, though. PCS. Josiah. What an event. Josiah. Do you have, do you have the have results the, from the pickums? <laughs> the results. I, I the do Pickums have the game. results from the predictions. Okay. Okay. And it was honestly really interesting because – um, what it did kind of come down to was FPO in reality. So, which is crazy because um, there's only 20 people. I know there it was came only down 20 to people. FPO. You're telling me it came it, down to FPO. <laughs> I mean, in reality, and here's and here's why I say that. So, Luke uh -huh. won. Congratulations, Luke. Um, but Luke's <laughs> FPO players beat me by an average of three. And I and I lost by three and a half. Oh, uh, and so dang. and so that's what it came down to was those FBO. Like if we had reversed FBO players, uh, then I would have won. Like if we had the all I know picks, is so. that I picked Paul McBeth to win, and, and I feel did. like Reed said something along the lines of like, "Wow, hot take" or something like that. On <laughs> <laughs> some senator end, guys. Paul okay. wasn't. We can start win. flaming me now, or we can do it later. But <laughs> just don't listen. Uh, to last we also week's did a send it. I I also remember this just now. I remember this um, that we did a send it end it send it or end it on whether or not Kristen would win by five strokes, and she did not. And I think I was the only person who said she would not. Yes, you were. She I only won by I one stroke. You went perfect on the send it or end it last week, Luke. And it's I'm true. I think I went crazy. Over. I think I got them all wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
only did two <laughs> last yeah. week, right? I got uh, them both wrong. Paul McBeth came out on top in pretty dominant fashion. He was behind going into the last round, but absolutely popped off. Yeah, but he won by five. Under. He won, he by, won five by five. We did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, Kristen won by, I think, just one stroke. Yep. Um, Which is funny because she laid up on the last putt, too. That's so. risky, I guess. <laughs> I did not watch the last round of FPO. I'm not going to lie. No, she um, uh, she threw – she laid up for par. Like, she okay, – yeah, and yeah. it depended on – was it – oh, frick, who came in second? Missy. Missy came in second. Yeah, so I think I think Missy threw OB or something and um it just came down to a point where if Missy played well, then she would have had to make it for the win. Um but then Missy I think threw OB in, so wow. It allowed Kristen to lay up for for the win. Well, the reward for the um prediction game last week was a Mint Discs Eternal Phoenix that has a Trevor Staub stamp. Trevor Staub fighting a dragon stamp. It's really sick. Um, the Foundation Mystery Box, Mystery Box, I don't know, subscription box. The Foundation subscription box disc <laughs> last month. So it's pretty sick. Uh, keep an eye out. Maybe I'll throw it in some videos. Maybe we'll give it away. I don't know, but it's mine now. It so is yours. A good feeling. <laughs> hey, it is yours. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's my first win. I'm happy about it. Um, we have to talk <laughs> about FPO because yeah. Evelina Solonen, if she had like yeah. just put her discs down and left after round one, she would have been tied for the win. She shot six Dang, under true. in round one and proceeded to shoot plus three in round two and even par in round three to come in third. Wow. And that is... Was that the hot round of the weekend? Yeah, six round under. One? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she freaking popped off. And Kristen was in like third or something. She shot two under. I think she was in third. So she was four strokes down going into the second day to Evelina, and she ended up beating Evelina by three strokes after two more rounds. So that's crazy. I think I or somebody picked Evelina last week for something, didn't we? Or am I crazy? Maybe we just talked about it. I no, picked Lucky. Did. I picked Ella Hansen to win. I think. Mm-hmm. You I did. don't even remember who my dog or your oh, dog no, of the week came in fifth. Sarah Hokum, Sarah Hokum wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, of, and she did well. That was Josiah yeah, picked Anakin our... Skywalker. I did. <laughs> yes, he and, picked and Anakin she, Skywalker. She was right there with Ella Hansen. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sarah Hoke. My dog of the week literally beat my. <laughs> your beat my pick winner. To win. That does yep. not happen very <laughs> Dude, often. I I had I had what? Did Calvin come in third? So I had the third yeah. place in MPO. Yeah. First place in FPO, seventh place in FPO because I took Lucky. So I was popping off except for Juna. <laughs> That's true. Bruh. So close. Oh, yeah. What did Juna come in? He was 50 51st. Oh, no. He, was, he had a great first <laughs> round. I was feeling so confident. I almost texted you guys. Yeah. I was like, I've got this in the bag. Did not happen. <laughs> he, was, he was beating yeah, Brody yeah. and Yakub through round one like pretty substantially. Yeah. And he, yeah. Uh, yeah, the MPO no, dog really comes into play because of how big the field is. It really <laughs> does. Oh my gosh. So. And there's no possible way to play it safe with those guys. <laughs> no, there's, no not. there's not. It's you not like this know. is a safe bet. They might do well this week. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Well, congratulations, uh, but, Luke. Well deserved. Oh, thank you. Thank not. you. The course was beautiful. Really enjoyed watching it. Um, oh, for sure. I really wish we could be out there. Because these courses mm. are just gorgeous. Um, 
but we're going to move into this week, the European Open. Um, I guess we can do. We can talk one more thing that Reed kind of brought up in a group chat, where he said, "Is this win a little bit less impressive without Isaac Robinson being there? Gannon Burr wasn't there, right? He was at. He's not. Um, Gannon Burr's not even. In he's Europe. not in Europe. He's not. So debatably, Europe. two of the top five players in the world did not show. Is that does that hint? Does that taint the win at all for Paul McBeth? Josiah, you can go first. I don't think it does. Um, and, I mean, could he, Gannon or Isaac have won? Yeah. But, like, Paul was playing super well and beat every other top player. Like, if you're looking at any yep. top standing, you know, Calvin was there. Proctor was there. Barella. Eagle McMahon. Uh, Ricky. I'm not talk about Ricky. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, you know, like, they were all there. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk about Ricky. Um, but, like... <laughs> Aside from Isaac and Gannon, he still beat everybody else yep. that could yep. have potentially taken it down. And so I think for that reason, you know, odds are that he probably could have still beaten Gannon and Isaac. But, I mean, at worst, you're saying that he would have came in third. And that's still pretty big for that tournament. Yeah, I have to agree. I, yeah. It was my own hot take because I was just sitting there thinking like, wait, Gannon and Isaac are two and three in the world right now? And I don't even think it's debatable. I think they just are two and three. Uh, that's pretty substantial to be missing from an Elite Series event. But at the end of the day, Paul shot course record 13 under par on the final day. I don't think anybody was touching that, even if, you know, they had been over there. The only thing I can think of is, okay, Calvin and Proctor in the final round are leading Paul by, I think it was three strokes going two. in. And Calvin had the worst front nine performance. Just like, I don't know if you guys watched it. It probably wasn't that bad on the scorecard. But he could not make a putt. C1, C2, dude couldn't hit anything in the front nine. And then he started throwing stuff in from all kinds of places on the back nine. But (laughs) Proctor was holding strong. So, like, Calvin falls off. He can't hit a putt. So, it's just Proctor and Paul at the top. And... Proctor's holding strong until they get to this ridiculously difficult hole 12. Paul throws an over-the-top hyzer from the back of the tee pad, completely avoiding the gap. It's like a tunnel shot. He completely throws over the top. It's a perfect shot. He crashes in to the perfect landing zone. And Proctor ends up, I think I want to say he bogeyed or double bogeyed that same hole, and Paul got a birdie. And after that three-stroke swing... Proctor was mentally done. Like, he was never coming back. It was over. That hole just completely ended Proctor's tournament. He bogeyed the next hole after that, too. And it's just like, Mm. I don't know. I just wonder if Gannon or Isaac or somebody that's, like, used to winning had been in that situation, if they would have folded quite that easily. I don't know. But, like I say, I think y'all are right. Paul was winning, and it didn't really matter who was there. 13 under final day is insane. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree. Um, I, for some reason, do not even remember that hole happening. I might have been. I it was, um, well, it was, it was pretty had insane. Had it on in the background at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Paul's second shot to get to the, because he birdied it, like Paul's second shot was insane, um, like what he had to do. And he ended up with like a 23, 25-foot putt. Um, but like that hole, I think, was giving the most trouble to everybody. And to like put that in perspective, Proctor, Heimberg, McMahon, 
and Waisaki all bogeyed that hole on the final day. Wow. So second through fifth all bogeyed that hole and Paul birdied it. And that kind of was the like turning point of the tournament. But we sure. all know that Isaac is birdying that hole. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's true. Isaac is so birdying every day, it with no, no forehand. He's literally just throwing the disc straight. And like he does that better than anyone else on the planet, apparently. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy finish, crazy final day. And I, I remember I did watch pretty much all of the first day, and I remember Calvin did kind of start uh, fading a little bit at the very end of the round. He looked like he was about to blow everybody out of the water. Um, so it is. It's kind of crazy to see, but that you know, little bit of jet lag comes in at the end of the round. Shoot, it, it was all about opinion. the jet lag. Wow. <laughs> It's all about the jet lag. And, uh, yeah, Paul McBeth, maybe, maybe. No the strategy of going to Europe early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, helped him out. If he wins the European um, Open, guess... we're on to something. <laughs> I know, yeah, for everybody's, real. Everybody's playing to the my first, my first send it or end it before we get into uh, predictions and talking about European Open. If Paul McBeth wins the European Open, is he all of a sudden, despite his slow start to the year, in talks for player of the year. So the sender ended is Paul McBeth is in talks for player of the year if he wins the European Open. Reed? That is an easy send it. I'm smashing the send button on that one. He's not in talks. He'd be the front runner for player of the year because he'd have he'd be tied for the most elite series wins with who? Calvin? Does anybody have two Elite Series wins this year? I think Calvin has Calvin two. Calvin has two? Okay, yeah. So he'd be tied, but one of them would be a major. So he'd he'd definitely be the front runner, in my opinion, because Calvin doesn't have a major in his career. Sorry, that was unnecessary. He doesn't have a major this year. <laughs> so That was <laughs> brutal. Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. No, I think it's an easy send. I definitely think he'd be out of nowhere front runner for player of the year it's tough because he hasn't been competing with those guys on tour all year so they haven't been technically beating him in a while but yeah he's gonna if he, if he um does gannon go ahead gannon has two elite series um he won open at austin oh yeah he does and he also won des moines des moines oh, yeah go. Yeah. And he's also won two silver series. Two silver series. Which, according to some people, means absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, I am one of those well, people. Well, if you're going <laughs> to... But, but also, like, if you're going to factor in silver series, then you have to factor in all the Euro Tour wins also, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know that you so, have to. Which, Paul, in my opinion, two of those. Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you're going to say that Gannon is a front runner because he's got two elite series and two silver, and then after, I'm this is following into me saying that I'm going to send it, um, <laughs> that would also factor into Paul has now, you know, an elite series, a major win, and like three Euro Tour wins, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to say that Gannon can be considered a, a front runner for player of the year, then you also have to say Paul would be based on those stats. I think mm. if you put a microphone in front of Gannon and asked him what he would rather have, Des Moines and two Silver Series or the European Open, he'd say the European Open, like 100%. I agree. And I think everybody mm -hmm. on the tour would. I agree, but is that the question? <laughs> yes. Kind of. No, that's, kinda. that's we're, we're <laughs> so up to then you, are we saying, send it or end it. <laughs> yeah. Are we saying if Isaac wins... Any elite series, he's also just bang front runner because it's an elite series and a major. 
kind of. Oh wait, two of those <laughs> two of those Euro tours were Silver Series. So guess what? Paul already has uh, a Wally Series. He and two also silver won. Wins. He also won Throw Down the Mountain preseason. Wasn't that a Silver yeah, Series? It was. Or maybe it was just. Oh an no, he won New World Champion. New World Champion. So New he Worlds. technically has three silver wins and an Elite Series right now. Three silver wins and an Elite <laughs> Series, and we all know that three silver wins equals one half of an Elite Series win. <laughs> yes, so. yes, that's well known facts. <laughs> Those are the mathematics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll send it too if we're all sending it. Because yeah, realistically, I don't know Silver Series. I feel like they're way more competitive. My personal opinion, they are way more competitive than they used to be. They're not easy to win yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. I guess it doesn't, I don't know. I think if you were to ask, it depends on who you ask. If you ask some people who are getting their first win out on tour, if it mattered to them that they won a Silver Series, they're going to say yes. And I know Hunter Thomas was even saying, like, no, I'd rather win, like, Am Worlds. And that might be true. More people might pay attention to it, but you're not getting paid for Am Worlds, or maybe you are, and then you're a professional. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's like the difference between, I don't know, winning like a high school championship and then winning a, a, a like college tournament or something like that. Is or I guess I don't know. It depends because if you're talking like March Madness, would Ray rather win that than like? maybe even the NBA Finals, <laughs> or like a G League. I'd rather win March Madness than like a G League game, which is what a Silver City, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really It's know. hard There's to no equate real, things, really. Yeah, comparison. <laughs> but I mean, uh, But I feel matter. like Silver Series matters more than people think they do. I think, especially when you're talking sponsorships, you have a win on the Pro Tour. There's like, there's way more coverage now of Silver Series. There's... um different like post-production groups out there they're streaming it on disc golf network there's money involved i think silver series are huge now and there's a ton of people watching them and there's a ton of people playing and i think they definitely just sometimes matter. missing the like top three they definitely matter um, they just don't matter when they're in the discussion or they don't matter as much when we're talking about player of the year because normally sure, that person sure. has elite events won and major wins and those matter so much more that we're looking at silver yes. series like icing on a cake or a tiebreaker at best you know that's kind of where i, I how agree. i see it and i even think that like before you look at silver events as a tiebreaker you should be looking at like the quality of the elite series event wins <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah that's hard that gets tricky but also then just looking at placement of other tournaments, I'm not going to look at the placement of every tournament these guys have played in. Yeah. But we know Calvin Heimberg's probably finished top three in every event this year. The last five years. <laughs> uh, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, for the last five years. No, really. Um, yeah, that's So, true. I mean, that's why he's on top of the points. Yeah, I guess I'll just read Calvin's. I'll just go the line down the line and tell you that three. nobody else's standings look like this. Yeah. Uh, this is – I'm not going to say that – or, yeah, I'll say the name of the tournament. Las Vegas Challenge first, Waco third, Austin third, Texas State first, Music City third, Blue Ridge fourth, Champions Cup, his worst finish, 16th, Jonesboro first, uh, O2B Open sixth, Beaver Safe Fling second, Portland seventh, DDO second, DMC third, Preserve second, PCS third, He's a madman. He's finished mad outside life. the top ten one time. Here's, and here's how much of a madman he is. His two of his T threes don't even count towards points for him. 
Oh, oh yeah, they gosh. don't. <laughs> because of that. So he has two third place finishes that are. Um, well, like Music City, like elite and events. Me, yeah. Uh, like Music City and DMC, because they were T3, like the amount of points he got for that tournament is actually less than some other events that they're not even counting. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, nobody else's standings look even close to that. No so. I think Paul Macbeth definitely in the conversation for player of the year if he wins this major. Maybe the front runner. But it's hard. I know Calvin, I don't know. It's a major. Calvin hasn't won a major ever. But that consistency is crazy. And it gives him like significantly more points than everyone else. But it's definitely worth something. I mean, like I'm looking at Paul's. He has two, he has a 20th and a 25th on Elite Series events. He has a 10th and a 13th. And he has the 31st losing to Joey Tamale at Estonia, which we can't ignore. <laughs> That's but like, Which is crazy because yeah. that has <laughs> nothing to do with the Pro Tour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, it doesn't. So realistically, he's safe there. But it is kind of like there's yeah. nothing that docks them, you know? It feels mm-hmm. like Paul Macbeth, and that's sort of what we've started to know, know Paul Macbeth as. It's like the person who cares about majors and he cares about worlds. So he's get, he could finish like 100th place and then win two majors or, like, win one major and Worlds, and it's like, oh, he was the player of the year. There's nothing really that, like, docks them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's only, That's like, true. wins. Which yeah. brings me to the point, ratings suck. No. <laughs> true. Well, I, I was immediately thinking Wins about, are all that matters. I think about LeBron and his, like, you know, his run of, like, <laughs> for so yeah. long, everyone was like, other people are in the conversation for MVP, but it really should be LeBron every year because it's LeBron. Like, he's the best player of the year. But the dude just didn't yeah. care about the regular season, so he didn't put up the stats that other people were putting up, so they couldn't give him yeah. MVP every year. It's kind of like Paul, in a way. Yeah, kind of like Paul. Kind of like Paul. Kind of like Jimmy Butler. (laughs) (laughs) And the Miami Heat. They don't freaking do crap during the regular season. They're the eighth seed, but they need that eighth seed energy. That's what they need. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that it's true. It feels like Paul and I think he's even said, like, he's out at Elite Series just like trying to get practice in, basically, for (laughs) for the majors. That's so savage. Um Yeah. (laughs) Other people trying to make a living like practicing. Yeah, so uh, they interviewed him after um, after PCS, and he was like, this is your first Elite Series win since Worlds last year. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's, and it's his longest streak, they said, for a long time. And he was like, I guess that's true. I mean, still won Worlds, so it's like... <laughs> it's like <laughs> Currently reigning world true. champion, so... <laughs> that's like all he cares about, and, it's, and that's what's going to get him player of the year, I feel like, is if you win a major, it's wins. Wins, like, show me the rings. A good example also is LeBron going to like 15 million championships, but having less rings than Jordan, and so they're still like Jordan's better. Dude, Wins no, that's a, such a great comparison <laughs> because Paul hasn't come worse than second at Worlds since like what? Since he ever? Yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah, second is his born. worst <laughs> finish at Worlds in a decade or more. You're just like yeah. that's LeBron. Yeah. He just goes to the chip every year. <laughs> he might lose <laughs> yes. a lot of them, but he just go- he's always there. <laughs> yeah. And let's uh, let's all be real. He should he should I say this every time. He should by all means have seven world championships. Dude, he's like that's facts. so unlucky <laughs> to not have that seventh world championship. He did everything right except for the playoff hole. Was the only thing he messed up for an entire tournament. And b- 
James Conrad miracle stole. <laughs> I don't want to say stole. Because <laughs> James Conrad put himself in position, or out of position, I guess, put himself in position <laughs> to be there. He, that's, that is so well said. He put himself but that, out of position. <laughs> to, yeah. to win the world championship. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's, exactly it's insane. And let like I, I didn't watch the world championship where he lost to Greg Barsby. But like that's another like he's come in second twice probably in the past ten years. Or he's got six, so <laughs> yeah, he's come he, in second twice he came in, in the past second to Ricky however many years in twenty sixteen to Ricky twenty seventeen. There you go. Yeah. But so two of those it was like Greg Barsby and James Conrad probably should have won <laughs> he should have eight <laughs> yeah greg kind of uh, the field in 2018 i don't know what happened there that was insane it's crazy crazy uh but yeah um dude, we digress the lebron effect we um, digress. yeah <laughs> we'll see if he wins european open it is it's all of a sudden like he and i feel like we had the same conversation last year he won worlds and we were all like He's is he the he's the best player in the world again. <laughs> yeah. He won worlds. He won was he won USDGC last year. Was that last year? No, no. Gannon won last year. Gannon won last year. He won no, two Gannon years ago. won last so year. He won the last year. That was two year years ago. Gosh, the years are blending together. Last year he had Waco <laughs> early in the year, and then, yes, and then he had yes, worlds. He had and we were all talking about like Simon's got four, Ricky's got four. But Paul's got one end of worlds, what? and which worlds. one is the best? <laughs> we really, yes. That was a legitimate Dude, argument. People yeah. were like, "Well, Paul has worlds, though." <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine that. if Paul cleans up PCS, yeah. gets the European Open, and wins worlds, bro. No, there's like, no question. Yeah, yeah there's if no he question. wins European and worlds, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's game over. I feel GG. like. Go next. <laughs> Can we talk about how crazy and it was that Ricky and Simon won four elite series events last year? It, it was yeah. I feel like so, we took that for granted. Such a dominant season. That's freaking them. insane. Crazy. Uh, and Simon gosh. from like not winning since in five years. I know he had the events. dad strength. <laughs> the dad strength. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Man, disc golf is crazy, guys. Yep. Um. Anyways, European Open. <laughs> so, uh, did Chris Dickerson play Sula? He did not, right? He did not. But hey, before we talk Chris about Chris Dickerson European is Open, out here. We should talk about Presidents Cup. I did not oh. watch Presidents Cup. I, I heard I didn't watch anything about it. I watched Presidents that the US Cup. won again. Dude, it was so close. It came down to the last pairing. Because no way. Yeah, because really? so the European so it's two rounds and they play stroke play and then they play match play. And it, and they play nine holes of each. So in the stroke play, the Europeans actually beat us. Um, wow! And Isaac shot six under through nine holes, and the Europeans were still beating us. Uh, we had some very poor performances from the folks <laughs> out there. Uh, among them, like Paul did not shoot well. Missy did not shoot well. So yeah. But then it came down this to Paul, like, it was it so close, like in the in the match play, like Eagle won and Ricky lost his to Oivind Yarnis. Calvin beat Jakub. Chris and Vino Chris Dickerson and Vino tied. Isaac beat Niklas, but then Kristen beat Katrina and Henna beat Missy. So it was tied up basically wow. coming down to Paul versus Lowry Lettinen, and that came down to a spit out on hole seventeen. Lowry's putt Dang. spit out 
and Paul won. It was insane. That's crazy. Yep. And still, there's probably no post-produced coverage of that. Is well, there? DGN has like a highlight show that it is has essentially every shot. Yeah, I, it was like 20 gotcha. minutes, <laughs> and it's basically post-produced. <laughs> I have to check that out because I did not. I was, I was just yeah, pretty I'm busy. Seeing, I was not I just able to watch it, up, it. So yeah, you're seeing the highlights on it, but yeah, yeah I didn't watch it live, but I watched insane. DGN's highlight thing, and it was pretty comprehensive. Well, that's awesome. Yep, but yeah, go you, USA. Go USA, <laughs> and they've. Still, I guess we should say go Isaac Robinson. They've still never lost a Presidents Cup. I guess that they've been doing it for like <laughs> eleven years, and they've never lost. But this has got to be the closest they've come. Really crazy. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, for real. I think it'd be cool. I I know it's always USA versus Europe, but I don't know how hard it would be to include other countries in that. But I think that would be sick. Or if the point of the President's Cup is that it is USA versus Europe and we just need another outlet to include other countries in that. Well, there, I mean, regardless. Europe has like, you know, Finland and Norway and Sweden. Oh, yeah, they Estonia, have a ton of countries. I, I mean continents. They should have different continents. Yes, that would like, be sick. I mean, I don't know. It'd be cool if you had like Australians there, people repping Japan, uh, Asia. Yeah, they've got Japanese Japan. players in Thai. There's a Thai community of disc golfers like yeah could get them and maybe there. it gets to a point where europe can split into countries and we have a whole disc golf world cup <laughs> that is gotta yeah. be the i dream. think that would be sick that's the dream. That like awesome. we might as well every like every other sport has that there's like basketball world championships there's the cricket world cup there's all that there's the tour de france <laughs> yeah but i mean like europe's combined strength has yet to beat usa so it's gonna be a while we're we're all ways away from that I think that's true. <laughs> We're too obsessed with disc golf, but, but also the USA is like the size of Europe. That's so that's it's close tricky. to true, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, Finland. I think Finland are we had not... most of the representatives? I think Yuna, Lowry, Niklas, Vino. Those are all Finns, right? Henna is a Finn. yeah, yeah. So Kristen, Jakub, and Oyvind were the only representatives from other countries. Uh, other than Finland. So it looks like Finland's pretty close to fielding a full-strength team. I just looked it up. United States is 96.6% the size of Europe. <laughs> close, like I said. Close. <laughs> or actually, like, really, like, literally the size of Europe. <laughs> so it's actually very evenly matched, which makes sense. Are they including past, Alaska? Because Alaska is freaking huge. That's true. It might be including Wait, Alaska. Wait, are they? Are we talking about the um, continental forty eight? It doesn't say lower forty eight or not. I just Google searched it according to mylifeelsewhere.com. Very reliable source. Very <laughs> that reliable. seems reliable. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's President's Cup. We win, yay. That's President's Cup. Um <laughs> European Open. Big time major. We've been missing majors, I feel like, for a while. I've been yeah. I've had some some uh major withdrawals. Yeah, Wait, didn't they just have yeah. major last weekend? Technically, <laughs> did they? Nah, Masters. Oh, Masters. Oh, yeah. I too was yeah. like, that was what exciting. I about to say, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what? I'm the only know. one who saw the results of the Masters. Yes, I have no yeah. idea who won Masters. I heard Robbie talking about it because I think he said they had a local guy there who was popping off at Masters, but I can't remember who. Or yeah, Masters is great. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I did not watch any of it. Um, this week, 
at European Open. Uh, we have Calvin Heimberg, Paul McBeth, Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon. Did you guys know Matty O is like 1040 rated? Yeah. yeah. Dude's like <laughs> he's up Calvin there. Jr. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Chris Dickerson, Anthony Barella, Kyle Klein, Isaac Robinson. We have everybody at this tournament, and Except it's so awesome Gannon. to see. Except for Gannon. Except Gannon. Except for Gannon, but he's like a minor still. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's literally 18, right? Yeah, he's 18. If he, yeah, he's yeah, 18. He's but still, international travel is difficult at that age. <laughs> that might actually um, be the reason. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like genuinely might be. I don't know. But I'm really excited to see this. I think at this point we just get straight into prediction game for European Open. Um, Let's do last it. Last year the European Open was crazy and came down to Paul McBeth and Eagle versus everybody, just ver- like destroying everyone. No versus nobody, <laughs> were, Josiah versus absolutely yeah, there was no, versus no one else nobody. in the field. <laughs> it was just uh, Eagle in a league of their own. I think was last year also the year that Chandler Kramer sort yes. of started popping yeah. up on everybody's radar. Yeah. I don't know if he came in third or top five or whatever, but he placed really well. I mean, he came in third and lost year. by like fifteen strokes, if I remember correctly. I know that Paul and Calvin were literally, or Paul and Calvin, Paul and Eagle were like 10 to 15 strokes off everyone else. And Eagle won by what, one or two? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely insane. Oh my God, I was Um, right. (laughs) Was it Chandler by 15? Uh, Chandler by 18, and Chandler came in fifth. (laughs) Wait, how Um, how far was Paul from second or from third? Uh, Kevin Jones came in third and was 16, right, 16 strokes behind Paul. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's how far it that was. That is yeah. a round and a half of disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Gosh. That is so crazy. Oh, man. Like, Paul and them played an extra round, basically. Like, I, I don't even yeah. understand. That is so crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, it might – Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be wild. It's beautiful out there in Nokia. For those of you who don't know, if you're gonna watch one tournament in Europe, watch this one. Although you should have watched Sula because that course is so fun and crazy, um, with the like tractor basket and the uh, which hole is it where they're throwing down like the off Valhalla of the platform, hole, like the Val yeah. yes the Valhalla Dude, hole, the giant basket that they throw around. I know we're on with the beautiful view now, in the background, but we're t- we gotta like. <laughs> Sula has to be the prettiest course I've ever seen. Like, because even on hole one, you don't really see it because you're looking at the course. But if you look beyond the trees, you're just like in this awesome mountain bay. Narnia. And I just know that in person, <laughs> it is so stunning. Like, I know the camera's not doing it justice because you can see it on that hole yeah. six when they're like throwing basically straight at it. But. It's throughout the yeah, course. Yeah, we really got to get over there. It's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, dude. We've got to go to Sula next year. That'd be so awesome. We really do. Okay, but yeah, and anyway. Yeah. European Open's still good, European too. Open's yeah, awesome, European. too, at yeah, the, yeah. the Beast. It's a major. <laughs> um, it's a major. <laughs> Everybody's out here. Um, I'm still kind of sad about the FPO field only being 26 people at a major. Is kind of sad to me. Not in a, like mean way and like i really genuinely wish it was like a really big competitive field because it would be so fun to watch everyone else lose to Kristen tatar but still <laughs> it would be really exciting to see who comes in second place 
Am I seeing this right? <laughs> There's only six, no wait, seven American women that traveled out over. Yeah. I see Missy, Katrina, uh, Ella Hansen, Sarah Hokum, Jessica Weiss, Rebecca Cox. And Cynthia Ricciotti is and there. Yeah, Cynthia. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is, looks like that it. Is a very small field. Oh, I know Paige is there, just hurt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that sucks. Yeah, she won this event last year. I think so. Yeah, Paige won last year. So we don't even have the reigning champion in the field, unfortunate. We do have the current next champion in the field, though. Kristen's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's gonna say, true. Uh, That's true. I don't know what the purse for this event is, but is Kristen like gonna break her record from last year for earnings like halfway through the season this year? I feel like <laughs> all of that comes down to the Pro Tour Championship. If she wins the Pro Tour Championship or whoever wins the Pro Tour Championship, almost always, yeah, but just isn't, breaks whatever last year's record isn't was. like the announcement for Worlds also like there's an insane purse as well this year? Yeah, LL Bean sponsoring it for two hundred and fifty yeah. grand. Or Ooh. something. Yeah. Dude, isn't where's it Worlds Worlds at GMC. again? Is it in Vermont? Yeah, it's in Vermont, GMC. That dude, they love LL Bean up there. Dude, they love they, <laughs> they really do. Well, I lived in Maine for a couple years and LL Bean would literally just sponsor local disc golf courses to all of the courses there are private. They're all pay to play. And there were a couple courses that had deals with LL Bean where it was like this weekend sponsored by LL Bean, everyone can play for free. Like, That's so awesome. They really like LL Bean up there. That's, awesome. That's so wholesome. <laughs> wow, incredible. <laughs> yeah, LL Bean. Huge it was shout out to LL Bean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. purse for Big Worlds fan, is probably going to be enormous. <laughs> I don't know what's going to go to the winner, but I imagine it will rival the Pro Tours. The the Disney that would Pro be Tour sick. I hope it does. Purse. I feel like it's yeah, it's working. Like the MPO field is 108 strong, which is crazy. That's a ton of people. Um, yeah, I'm just, I wish, I don't know, maybe it was just because more U.S. women didn't come out, but I don't know. I don't know why there's only 26, and maybe I'm just naive and there's a good reason, but I really wish there was a really big competitive FPO field. That's all I'm saying. It's not really a talking point. I'm just, <laughs> I was just looking at it, and I'm a little sad. Um, I agree. It would be nice. Anyways, let's get into, <laughs> let's get into some prediction game. Um. Oh shoot! Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna uh, have to look up. No, no, no. Look up I was <laughs> some stuff. Kristen, Kristen Tatar is already at fifty-five thousand this year. That's what I'm saying. She wow. made like a hundred and ten grand last year, and I'm like a hundred and three last year. Hundred and three. Yeah. So oh, she's the, over oh, hold up. There. This is hilarious. So she has a hundred and three thousand uh in FPO, and then she has thirty-four dollars in MPO. Hey. Oh wow! <laughs> she Wait, how? One MPO <laughs> tournament. She, she won thirty-four dollars from Pro Mix Doubles at Pro Worlds. Oh. That's, <laughs> That's funny. so funny. MPO seven dollars. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? When did she play MPO? Oh, <laughs> Mix Doubles. That's awesome. All right. Um, oh, I'm ready for this. Who do I? How do we decide who goes first? We do this every week. We do this every week. You mean week. who do we decide who gets Kristen? Yeah, literally. <laughs> is that is that I what mean, this is coming? I, I don't mind much. doing it like winner goes like winner gets first pick. Winner I don't have pick. a problem with that either. So we can I just usually say, just think of a number in my head and let you guys guess. Oh yeah, yeah I'll go you first take this it. Week. I did Josiah dirty Kristen. so hard right there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna pick my FPO winner. I think 
How about that? <laughs> I I already wrote it down. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick Kristen um, Tatar as my first pick in the 2023 European Open Prediction Game Draft. <laughs> Fun run, race for the year. Uh, just I, you went Fun. second, so you just go. Fun ahead. fact: her dominance index. I have no idea how this is calculated, but it's 150. It's, it keeps going up. <laughs> it keeps going up. I don't even. I like. I don't know what these numbers mean, but I can tell you that the next closest person is Calvin Heimberg, and it is 56. Yeah, and so, the next closest person in FBO has a liter- 48. Yeah, <laughs> which is like funny. Triple what everyone else is. Because Katrina's so cool. dominance in MPO would put her also in fourth. Like, yeah, not that far. Either way, uh, who's going next? Me, Reed. Uh, you because you came in second. Question. Yeah, just yeah. We'll Who snake. came in we'll second snake. place? Oh, I came in second. <laughs> you did. Okay, just I. Yeah, Reed. Uh, Yona did read dirty last week. I'm so, uh, devastated. Um, uh i am gonna pick calvin heimberg to win Mm. mpo it's a good pick i am going to pick i am going to eat my words from last week and really take my medicine and take paul Macbeth to win mpo dang it (laughs) Uh, just because, I mean, last year at European Open, and frankly, every year at European Open, I think last year's European Open was the first EO he had lost in 10 years or something, because they used to only play it every other year, and he had won mm-hmm. five in a row or something. So, I definitely think this is his course, and he's so confident right now. I, I, I'd i be so scared if I was the rest of the field. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go Paul, and I'm going to take... Missy to to win FPO. I mean, come in second place in FPO. Solid, solid picks. And then it's uh, back to you, Jersey. I am going to do Reed dirty, and I'm going to pick Jonah <laughs> Heinen as my MPO. Dang. <laughs> no. Good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, Yona came in sixth last year at European Open, so. Ah. Dang it. Or maybe it was maybe it was low. No, he came he came in 14th, not not sixth. Vino came in sixth. Yeah, I was that's like a good I pick. knew it was a European who came in sixth, but. As a reminder, if you're a new listener, we have we pick a MPO dog of the week, underdog, meaning dog, and an FPO dog of the week. MPO dog of the week has to be outside the top 35 ranked players. Um, in the world, and the FPO dog of the week has to be outside the top 15 um, in FPO. So I was definitely going to pick Paul McBeth the win if nobody else picked him because it just seems like he's got his European legs under him. <laughs> it does <laughs> and, seem to um, be that way. Frick. Now I'm in a difficult situation because everything in me wants to say, like, okay, Eagle McMahon finished... 18 strokes in front of every single other player last year, <laughs> except yep. for Paul. But Eagle has had drastic ups and downs over the past year. It's true. So I feel like a more consistent pick is going to be like somebody like Ricky or Isaac. But Eagle, last year, I mean, he's, yeah. So all that being said, 
I'm going to pick Isaac Robinson. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that pick. <laughs> to win the European Open because uh, he got good practice in at Turku. He finished eighth place, finished above all the other American guys, I believe. So he adapted well to Europe. And maybe he's over the jet, jet lag. lag now. Yep, jet lag game. <laughs> jet lag game. And I think it's his well, first. Mean, it's his first pro disc golf trip to Europe, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So also and that course also was a total re- birdie race. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you said he did pretty well today. So. Oh yeah, and Reed said he popped off. Oh yeah, he at shot the really Cup. well at Presidents Cup. But dude, I think he's feeling it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's dialed. Absolutely dialed. You have to pick again, Luke. He's dialed. He's number eight. He's below Simon Lazat on the UDISC World Rankings right now. The UDISC World Rankings so are accurate, hot garbage. Accurate. Wow. We just won't even talk about that. Chris Dickerson <laughs> is still in the top ten. He does not play disc golf. <laughs> he is going to today. He's my underdog of the week, actually. No. <laughs> um, dang, there's a few really good options for dog oh of the week, actually. I feel like there's some really good dogs out there definitely you know? some solid ones um i think i'm looking at mpo dog of the week because this is just proving to be the most important pick and honestly i think for the past two weeks i've picked brody smith and he finished like top 25 both times and i think he's still yeah and i picked 50. him once and you and picked him once and he did he do well or yeah, did he, he did. do really bad no he okay, did he's yeah. the reason i won that that time yeah i think i'm gonna pick brody smith again gotta live or die by the I dark horse I think so. Until he absolutely just screws me over and finishes in a hundredth place again, just gonna go Brody Smith. He's like a safe. I feel like he's gonna finish in the top thirty kind of pick. <laughs> uh, so that's my, I yeah. am going to take. Is she outside the top fifteen? That is the question. Is she playing? Okay, Heidi <laughs> Lane. Mm. As my FPO dog of the week. Solid pick, solid pick. So, is Macy Valadez playing? No, no. Ah, good pick, Josiah. Good pick. (laughs) 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 For for those of you who don't know, I don't don't know what you're saying. Macy Valadez is 16th, and Heidi Lane is 17th. So that's that's solid. That is so funny. Okay, Respect listen. The heck out of that. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> she bumped out at Sarah Hokum. <laughs> hey, that's a good. That's probably a good pick. So I have to pick both of my remaining players now. And yep. as I'm staring at this list of players, there's a couple of storylines that I have to bring up. One is that Nico Lacastro is not playing this event. And if you remember, this is the one-year anniversary of oh, yeah. the stopwatch yeah. situation. He's not playing? He's not, I wonder if he got banned He did from not it. travel. So he's not playing. Dang, that's funny. I know. So and I, he was just, really he funny. was like top 10 at the time when that happened, too. Yeah, he was I think he was bad. in eighth place. When uh when that ha- that incident happened, well, that's, we'll that's why I went to look because he's 45th in the UDISC World Ranking. So I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious <laughs> if I snagged Miko? But he's not playing, so yeah, there's got to be some low key drama there. <laughs> I don't know. And then the other one I was gonna take is Jesse Niemann because he was 35th last week, but he moved up oh, seven yeah. spots oh, from yeah. winning Turku. He won- moved up seven spots. Yeah, um, and he came in, like, top 10 last year, too, I think. Yeah, I know. I was going to pick him. So, instead, I'm going ultra dark horse. 
ultra dark horse. And I'm gonna take. Wait, did who did you just take Brody? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm going ultra dark horse. I'm taking Maori <laughs> Villman, who I wanted to take last week, Ooh. but he's playing. He played Turku last week. He did not play super well, but he is 48th in the UDIS World Rankings, and he's been kind of popping off on the Euro Tour lately. And mm. uh, I want to see him do well. So Maori Villman in MPO, and mm-hmm. I spent all my time thinking about that pick so let me go pull up the fpo really quick <laughs> um but i probably am just gonna go uh real chalk here real chalk oh man henna couldn't have done a little worse last week come on now <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm taking hokum <laughs> i already wrote <laughs> down for that like two minutes ago like top what eight Five. She plays in fifth, but yeah, fifth. fifth. Yeah, I'm taking Sarah Hokum. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand how Sarah Hokum finished in fifth and dropped a spot in the world. Wait, did the Udisc really? world rankings are more like, corrupt than the ra- the PDGA rating system. <laughs> like that's they're that's more corrupt you know than communist Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did she lose to somebody really low? I don't know who. Why did I she drop? PCS. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's a conspiracy. That's why I don't understand. <laughs> oh man! Wow, that is crazy. That doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, she uh she got beat by Heidi Lane. <laughs> <laughs> that's Frick. that's why they switched spots. <laughs> but she also I didn't even beat, know that like a bunch of people above her. Not really. She did she beat Kat? No, she beat Katrina and Henna. And Ella. Yeah, she did beat a bunch of people. That's weird. Dude, the dominance index is messed up. Makes no sense. Yeah. And I, if I click on the little question mark next to it, I get even more confused. So, <laughs> actually, I think <laughs> I, I get even more confused. <laughs> I think I do understand, <laughs> sort of, but it doesn't matter. Okay, anyway. Dang. All right. Wait. So, Josiah, you have one more pick. Oh, it's mine. Uh, Evelina. <laughs> nice. Wait, is your winner? Yeah, FPO winner. Yeah. Who was your MPO yeah. dog FPO again? Win. MPO dog was Yona Heinen. Yeah, Yona Okay. And then, right, yeah, Luke. so I have three Europeans in my my picks. Mad respect. Nice. Mad. Mad. I have respect. two Europeans. Um, Luke's Luke's three for three. Oh no, he got Kristen Sitar. That's right. I have yeah. Maori <laughs> Vilman just, yeah. and Paul Macbeth. Two Europeans. <laughs> um. So I just have FPO dog of the week left, yep. and I guess we're just at seventeen and eighteen. I'm debating taken, on playing so. it safe or trying to pick a wild card European that I might that might like have some good confidence out there in Europe. Um, You're gonna have I to think scroll gonna, down a while. I know. I think I'm gonna play it safe, dude. Go lucky, go bro. Jessica lucky Weiss. came in seventh at PCS. She kind of popped off. Oh yeah. Go lucky. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce her name? That's what they call her. That's what they call her. Oh, Lucky. I like that. Uh, She's outside the top 15. Dude, yeah. she's outside yeah. the top 30. <laughs> she's, she's but now if I pick her and she does terrible, I'm going to be like, wow. Oh, <laughs> Guys, man. She's going to come yeah, totally Now if you pick her and she does terrible, you can blame me. <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah, that's that's most <laughs> Frick. Yeah, I'll take Lucky. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, got the European women and the American men is how it's going down. <laughs> oh, I man. Respect it. Wait, what's our prize, Luke? What do we win? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we need a prize. Um, uh, I have a... I have a prize. I have a prize. <laughs> I have a prize. I'm going to give you guys the choice of two discs. All right. Because I don't know which one you'd prefer. Um, one, I'm looking at a Moonshine Orbit Felon. So it's new. Okay. Uh, some might say it's the future of disc golf. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a. Some it's got say. an orbit. Yeah, it's an orbit plastic flight plate, but the rim is glow moonshine. Special edition astronaut stamped felon. Dude, this they thing are breaking all the rules sick. right now over there at Latitude. They're just like <laughs> throwing crazy. plastics together. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. It's a, if you guys haven't seen it yet, you can look it up. Um, but they look wild. It's almost, it looks like an MVP disc, except for there's no there's no like seam on the overmold. It's crazy. There and is it, a like, review coming kind of, eventually. Yes, there is a review coming. There's a review out there of the Orbit Ice Bear, which is kind of similar, except for this one, it's kind of vice versa. The Orbit Ice Bear, it's like ice plastic in the middle, orbit plastic on the rim. This one's orbit plastic in the middle. Glow plastic on the rim. Looks sick. Absolutely cool. So your choice of either that, depend whoever wins can take their pick. Or this limited edition Saki Bomb Lucid Ice Slammer. The Ice it's Bath Slammer? The Ice Bath Slammer. The one with Ricky on it? The yeah. one with Ricky taking in an ice bath. Ice bath. That's cool. And it's in ice plastic, which actually feels really good. Like, we've talked about the Slammers a little bit. I don't love the slammers because the plastic on the rim is really really soft and it gets chewed up like if you hit a tree or even if it's like scraping a rock or something on the ground it gets it gets pretty tore up but this Ooh. ice slammer feels money it feels really good um yeah. yeah ricky Raisaki 2023 team series the stamp is sick so you get your choice of those two discs shout out to latitude 64 for sending us those <laughs> for um, you guys can go to dynamicdiscs.com slash golf actually, yeah. um, and check out all of these discs. Heck yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, those are your those are your your winning uh, your winning discs this week. Yeah, I I can't throw those here. <laughs> I think you could use the slammer. The slammer is going to be a good low no, glide. The, sla the slammer does sound really interesting. So. I do throw overstable approach discs. That's What's the felon? Is it negative? It's, it's, so it's the firebird. It's like the oh, nine so it's probably like zero three or zero four or something yeah, like that. I think it's One nine three zero four or something. Yeah, nine four. I have crazy. a couple. I have a couple felons. I do not bag them. My <laughs> my my overstable. Yeah, true. My overstable is an ESP Raptor. Like that's the most overstable disc in my bag. Oh, I mean that's pretty overstable. But I yes, guess the ESP but like is compared to like he used before. to bag tilts, Luke. He was bagging tilts. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I don't, I don't have the Zone OS anymore. Like the Captain Raptor anymore. Like I don't uh, throw the Force anymore. Like anything that's yeah. two and a half or above is gone. Yeah, if you guys are wondering and have not pieced it together, Josiah lives in Colorado now. High altitude <laughs> he lives on a mountain. The felon. Yeah, he I lives on a mountain. mountain. So nine three point five four is yep. the felon. Ooh, even worse. <laughs> but the Orbit Moonshine is a twenty five dollar disc. So yeah, 
<laughs> good resale win. value. Maori and actually, its numbers are not the three hundredth. The orbit moonshine is nine three zero four, so it's a little less overstable than a normal felon. Wait. Oh wait. Now it says point five again. Is it point five <laughs> like a positive point five? Because that's more overstable. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, if I'm just looking at it right here, it says nine three zero four. But then when I click the image, it says nine three point five four. Well, that's very so, confusing. You tell me. <laughs> overstable. overstable is yeah. the answer. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I was going to say maybe it's a little less overstable if it's just nine three zero four. Why don't not. you come over here Slide and throw it and me. let me know what you think? Yes, I will. <laughs> nine three two six. <laughs> oh man, I, Luke, you really need to come out here and just throw some frisbees because it <laughs> would know. be hilarious. I so, know. I do. It makes it makes for good content when everything's drastic Heck yeah no we're planning hopefully planning a trip up to colorado i sent you dates i don't know if you saw those we won't talk about that right now thank <laughs> you guys so much for listening <laughs> this has been the swanky disc golf show uh shout out to you guys you guys are awesome please leave oh, us awesome. a review shout us out on any sort of social media let us yes. know you're listening what you want to hear about um and we will listen you guys will listen to us in the next <laughs> edition Yep. Stay swanky. Stay swanky. See you later. Stay swanky. <laughs> Smooth.